Okay, while we wait to uh, get Raj on, um, I'm going to throw it over to you, Brant. Brant, I guess, you know, a rough uh, stretch the past two weeks or so for Rutgers fans. Um, for, first of all, can you guys hear How confident are you can, in this team right now? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry. I was, uh, my, my thing was having a little bit of difficulty. But um, uh, I, I, I think right now with where this team's at, uh, a lot of things kind of happened all at once, I think. A bunch of injuries, um, adding Caleb McConnell in sort of sort of at ran at random. It, it kind of had that also, even though he's a great player and he will be good for this team down the road. I think for the meantime, it might have disrupted a little bit of chemistry. Not that there's a problem with with him and any of the players. It's just though how the, the team dynamic was forming, it kind of threw that off. And then now we just got Cliff back as well. So I I, I think I think if not this upcoming game, the game after we're going to see a, a start to the, to the norm, maybe the norm, how the first stretch of the season went. Maybe. Uh, you cut out there for a second, Brent. Yeah, uh, I, I, saying... I cut out there. I was receiving a phone call. I'm doing this on my phone, but um, I, I, as I was saying, I, I, I think that maybe after this next upcoming game, if not this upcoming game, we'll see a return to the norm and maybe the norm wasn't, the what we saw in the beginning but they're still going to be a good team hey can you guys hear me all right um i think we might have raj on uh ariel if you could fade up the talk mics i think we can get raj on chris are you there chris are you there raj you there chris you there yeah i can hear you all What's right up, man? we're having a, Sorry, we had some a technical, technical issues issue. in, the, in the studio here but uh yes. yeah yes. Right, we're figuring it out new crew yeah a little we'll bit a down. little different of a setup but um no, I was just going to say, uh, I, I personally, on Friday night, was very disappointed with the team, with the performance. I thought it was very similar to uh, the Michigan State loss. It was very similar to the Ohio State loss. And if you go ask a lot of these Wisconsin fans, I think we had a caller on Nightline. I think his name is Mark, because I still remember him saying this. Wisconsin played one of their worst games of the year, barring maybe the Michigan loss. Uh, and that's true to a point. And... You know, when I look at that game, I think that's another winnable game that Rutgers loses from its sight. Like, it will be a completely different story if Rutgers had beaten Michigan State. They had beaten um, the other um, – who else? Uh, Michigan State and, and Ohio State and then lost to Iowa and Wisconsin by two and six respectively. But, no, you didn't. Now you're in a four-game losing streak. Uh, I didn't think Wisconsin was a must-win game by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't see anything different in that game, which made me think that, oh, this team is on the rebound. Like, yeah, that was the definition of Rutgers basketball, but I don't think the definition of Rutgers basketball anymore is to only drop 54 points a night and go for 8 to 10 minutes stretches per game where you can't score, well, essentially. So that's well, Raj, my I, I think biggest drawback from that game. the brand of Rutgers basketball should be to score like 55, 60 points a night. Um, but I, I would say, you know, the, the thing that the one thing that kind of concerned me about this losing streak, because this team, even last year when they were, you know, they ended up in a position to make the NCAA tournament uh, for the first time in 30 years. And then obviously COVID got in the way of that, you know, they had losing streaks too, but the difference was it felt like, in the previous two losses leading up to the to the uh, Wisconsin game, that the team had sort of lost its identity. Like, they were getting killed on the glass. They were getting out-hustled, out-rebounded. It was just – it just wasn't Steve Peichel basketball. And at the least, yeah, the offense still is not where it needs to be. 
Um, you know, I, I think that the team is, you know, they're they're on the mend. Uh, they're not as banged up as they were a, a week or two weeks ago, but um, they're still trying to refield each other. I think it's important to keep in mind this is the first game all year where Rutgers has had all eight, eight of its top eight players healthy. Um, so I, I think there is a little bit of a feeling out process. I do think that, you know, they're well in position to, you know, build off of this. I think they win their next game at Penn state. Um, if here's the deal, the big 10 is such a deep conference that Rutgers has a bit more wiggle room in terms of wins and losses. Uh, Rutgers really no, I, only I, has to go 10 and 10 in conference play to make the tournament. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Go seven to five. I agree in. with that, but I agree with that. But we were losing games like badly. We, we were getting the, our breaks being like, even though we lost of the final score of that Wisconsin game, we never really held held the lead like that and, and were imposing our will it was on a them. pretty with, with, Brian, it was a pretty e- even game i would say rutgers you know i, I think they did a good job yeah no that's what i'm that's what i'm saying I, I know i know it's an, it's, yeah. i know it was an even game but what, what i'm still saying is that we we haven't like looked like wow in any in any of these last yeah games. no brent's right i mean we haven't looked wow since ohio state yeah a month ago like well, I, mean, I understand I, and that's I what i'm saying this was this Wisconsin game, like e- even though it was e- like even though like you're saying it was even in, in, in to some degree, you could say that Wisconsin even maintained control of the game even more. But I, I just think that I didn't see anything to in the, that we were seeing from the beginning of the season. Not that this is gonna be what's to come, how bad it's been these last four games, but it could be saying that maybe we were just really hot at the beginning of the season and instead of returning to that to that level where a, a, a minute step down. Well, I would I would counter my, my the way I view it is I think that you know you know teams have hot streaks teams have cold streaks and fans tend to overreact. Uh, to yeah, I'm not overreacting. I think, I'm, I, I, I think we're making the tournament still and all that all that, but I'm just well, no, saying. No, well, most fans aren't. But if you go on like if you go on like the rivals boards, for instance, you'll see fans saying, "Oh, uh, Rutgers is an NIT team." Uh, uh, this uh, no, I, that's that's not true. Oh, of course. Come on. That, well, the point yeah, I'm trying that's to make not, that's not is true. there is a segment, there is a segment of the fan base that gets susceptible to recency bias, um, and I think that you know, fa- the it's point PTSD. Make, it's just, my... it's just PTSD. Yeah. You see a couple losses, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's, that's what fair. it is. That's fair. But um, you know, I, I think that the point I'm trying to make is fans tend to overrate the highs, and they tend to underrate. They tend to overreact to the lows, and. My view of it is I think that the, the Rutgers we saw in December is much more reflective of who we are and who will turn out to be when we look back at the end of the season than the Rutgers we've seen in the last two weeks, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's basically I what I was, our, that's our basically what I was saying. To too. Our highs and our low. I, yeah, I agree with that. I want to I say yes, but the only thing, I, Chris, when I look at the schedule now is that you have five losses on the season, right, in Big Ten play, and you have three wins. So when you start looking at building your resume, looking ahead – uh, for the season, the problem that you run into uh, particularly is that now the margin there is no margin of error. You know you can't I afford agree. to you lose. Didn't, you didn't want. You, you didn't want this. Yeah, we, we, you we, lost we the margin of error when you lost that game against Ohio State. That was your margin of error, and when you lost it twice, particularly. So now you can't afford to lose those games uh, against Penn State, Michigan State at home, or 
you know, the team that's really looking out, that that's looking really good at home, is is having like a home year that Rutgers did last year, is Minnesota. So, you know, going to Senior Day and traveling to Minnesota, like I don't see that happening. Like you gotta pull out a game against Minnesota at home, because uh, to be very frankly with you, I don't see this team going to Iowa and winning. I don't see this team going to Michigan and winning. Um, do I see this team going to Nebraska and winning? Of course I do. Uh, but but that but that's what I'm trying to say. The margin of error is gone. It, it is gone. So you have to run the table now where you needed to run the table. As in, like you better win your must-win games, or you're not making the tournament. It's a very frank assessment. Like if they lose these next two games, it is over. Agreed. Well, agreed. I, I I think I think that will rebound, but agreed. Yeah, I, I think that you know, if, you if in a week's time Rutgers is three and seven at the end of Tuesday night against Michigan State, another loss at home, it is. I'm, I'm being very frank. I, it is very hard to find a path then because you're look. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about then going and beating Iowa at, at Iowa, which you've done. But like, is your team going to have the confidence to do that? I, I don't think so. Or well, it's also. I, I also think that one thing playing in their favor and, and you know this has hurt them at home but i think that the fact that there are no fans helps them on the road um i think that you know games it can it can they're basically neutral site games with you know different colored courts that's basically what they are i, in my I mean it, it can yeah it, it it definitely plays a little bit a little it, it definitely gives a little bit more of an advantage still to the home team but i i just think that I agree with Raj, and this team lost its margin of error. It's it's not what you wanted to see. You wanted to see them, you know, be, if anything, four and five or like five and five and three or like four, five even and two. four like, and know, four. You're okay. Yeah, four, four and four. Like it's just not. Now we're at now we're at a spot where it's yeah. You you can't you can't make any any errors now. And it's not that I think that this team is is not capable of that but like you like you also mentioned home court advantage now isn't isn't quite what it was so just like it's easier for Rutgers to go on the road and pick up a win it's easier for them to to drop some of these must game wins as well and, and look the next four games are like i think the next four games will determine the scope of the season and in my opinion you either have to go 3 and 1 or you got to run the table on these next four games because uh you know it, it gets a bit daunting after that so you know, I, I just yeah. If this team was four and four, I'd feel much more comfortable. I still think this is a tournament team. I think they're gonna go on Thursday and win against Penn State. But if they don't, th then a lot of question marks will come into my head. Yeah, no. If they lose this Penn right. State game, then then it's not. It's gonna be trouble in Paris. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be pessimistic Monday or whatever, but it's just the reality well, of the think, situation. Well, I think that you also got to take into consideration. You know. Um, we have, I think, a gift in our schedule in the, in the fact that we've got 12 games left and three of them are against Northwestern and Nebraska. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, it, it, I mean, it, you're, you're not going to have an easy schedule in the Big Ten. And look, in most conferences, Northwestern wouldn't be considered, you know, an easy win necessarily. That's what I was going to say. Northwestern's uh, not that bad, though. The only no, game not. is really Nebraska. To, I mean, Northwestern was ranked earlier in the good. season, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, Northwestern started really hot, and they, I mean... If you they fizzled out, well, yeah. Northwestern. Well, I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's what I mean, we're doing right now, although <laughs> we think that we... That, that's, that's You essentially described our season, but we just obviously well, no, no, have a little, little higher... Because they have, they have less talent, they have less expectations, they're a younger team. They're, the best comparison I would use for Northwestern is they are what we were two years ago. 
I, I agree. We are we are a better team, but 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 right now you're looking at it like we're we're both in similar positions though. Despite our talent, like we we're both for this year we're in similar positions. Right. So so what it really comes down. I mean, what yeah. it, what it really comes down to is, can you go and beat an Indiana on the road? Can you go beat a Penn State on the road? Well, now you have your chance, right? Like I know the next three or four games are on the road. And Chris, you made a good point. Like yeah, I agree with you. It's different color courts. Nobody's in the stands. Like, uh, you know, just go do your job. So the the there, there is a bit of a gift in the schedule. Like, it, there's like a very soft spot at the end of February. But like, can you get to that point in February with only seven or eight losses on your schedule? And right now, you know, I don't see this team beating Iowa on the road or Michigan on the road. And I find it very hard, maybe, for them to even beat a Minnesota at home. Well, I think Minnesota at home is fine. Minnesota on the road, like Minnesota at home, I should say, like. Someone should have told them that, like, you, you're not supposed to have a good home court advantage during a pandemic because they're 11-0 at home. Right. Uh, I, I'm writing off – There are the two games I'm writing off as losses are Iowa on the road and Minnesota on the road. And Michigan Actually, on the road. Yeah, Michigan I would throw in there too. So and that's eight, that, that's eight, I, I, that's I would, eight I, yeah. nine of those. So that's eight losses right there, Chris. That's eight losses. So now you're looking at going seven and two on okay, the season if the – what's up? You only need ten wins to make the tournament. In the Big Chris, Ten. that's fine, yeah, but so. yeah, but you only have three. So if you have nine games left, then right, and you're throwing in three more losses, that means you have to go seven and two in the next those other nine games, which I think are winnable games. But that's a tall order. It's no yeah. easy task. No, well, I would say this though: out of those three, quote unquote, I don't see a wins there. You know, the law of conditional probability states, you know, say you have a twenty percent chance of winning each of those games. You um, should be able to get that one. Would really? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, they did. And then you win one of the three, and that's all you really need. Like, even winning one of those three, that'll help give you some wiggle room in the resume. Uh, whereas, you know, that's fine. I think that's fine. That's fine. We thought we were winning, we thought we were winning one out of these last four as well, right? Yeah, and it, I it agree. Did, it just it did it didn't happen, but. Again, I'm also on on the side that we're going to make the tournament because, like you're saying, even though that these are, might be more on the side of losses, if you do somehow even beat a team like that, then then the committee is also going to look at like, oh, this team. Say we did. Say we lost all those games, but we we lost like, say we lost nine games, but we had like one win against Michigan. But we had that win against Michigan, like a big stellar win. That also can help you be a bubble team at least. Right. So I and, still and think the that win against Illinois will help, of course. Yeah. So I I still think that that. If there was a, if you were gonna place a bet, make the tournament or not, I, I think we, I think we do, but it's, it's tight now. It's no longer a favorite bet anymore. Like it's, it's a tight bet. I would put money on Rutgers making the tournament if I were able to. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I would too. And I, I'm on the side. I know. I'm on the side of it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, no longer is it like minus odds for for Rutgers to make the tournament. It, it's, it's right around a pick'em or maybe a slight. Slight, um, a slight, a slight disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, this is going to be the most tense twelve games of Rutgers basketball. No, it's going to um, be the I most tense answer. four games of Rutgers basketball, and then we'll see. All right. Well, I don't look. I think that they're going to get the job done the next four games, and then you know the last eight are going to be key.
and welcome back to the WRSU crew. It is 6:25. We got Gideon Fox, Chris Saconis, Brent Wolf, myself, Racha, and personally, folks, this is my favorite segment of the week: locks of the week. Uh, we're gonna throw it out to Chris. Chris usually has some of the better locks of the weeks recently, and that's you know because we're living in a pandemic, so he comes up with some of the better ones now. But Chris, what what uh, how were your picks from last week, and you know what do you got lined up for today? Oh, man, I see a really good one here uh, in the NBA. Uh, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in Brooklyn to take on the Brooklyn Nets. Nets, of course, uh, just bringing in James Harden uh, to team up with Kevin Durant and theoretically at least Kyrie Irving. Um, that game starts at theoretically, 730. That's, what, that's how I like to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say right now the line is Milwaukee minus four. I'm picking Brooklyn to cover that. Um, I, I think, you know, I think there's a good chance they win outright, but like, I don't think the Bucks are going to win this game by a lot, if at all. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Nets to cover plus four. Do you like the the super boost that that, that some uh, websites are offering? What's where, the super with, boost? With Kevin Durant scoring the most points for like plus 300. Hmm. Interesting. I got, I got, I got, I got to get back. I mean, to I wouldn't, that. I would, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. Obviously, it seems like the safest bet, and it is. But since he just went off for forty-two, he, he could, he could tone it back like one night. You know, maybe maybe have like a thirty thirty I, I, game. I just but, think like James but, Harden's gonna hog the ball from Kevin Durant now. So, I mean, we'll 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 see. But I I, I do like that that lock. I think that's good. Brent, you got something on your mind? I know uh, you like, so to, you I like actually, to play around quite a bit. <laughs> I was actually looking at that game too. I, I think I think the Nets win. I think Milwaukee's hot. They've won their last like four or five. I checked, but that also, in my opinion, in the NBA means that they're due for a stinker in the regular season. Like you win, you win five in a row. Like none of these teams are Warriors caliber where they're just gonna keep, or or you know Miami Heat big three caliber where they can go on like a twenty game win streak. Like none none of these teams strike me like that. But uh, so I, I was looking at that one. But other than that, I think. This weekend, I think with f- football, I think that I think the Chiefs are a lock to make the Super Bowl. I, I, I know that the Bills are. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? No, no, what man, no, no! I think I think anybody putting money Sorry, on the Chiefs right out, now. You're cutting out a little bit. You're cutting out a little bit. I was gonna was, say uh, what I was gonna tough. say was I think anybody putting money on the Chiefs would be a big I'm, mistake I'm, right I'm, now. My 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 internet must be bad. I, every time that you speak, it's pretty staticky, but. I, well, my, my point, I'm going to try to fix it now, but my point, and then you could say something about it. My point is that I don't think that anybody is going to, unless Mahomes doesn't play. If Mahomes doesn't play, then yeah, then then throw my bet in the trash. But if he plays, he, he they just look too good, too potent. Can you still hear me? Chris? Yeah, yeah, you're there. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say, I think with Mahomes, you know, the concussion issues, like, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime, anytime soon. At least I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, people are being very optimistic that he's gonna come back in a week, but he's not gonna be the same person in a week from a concussion. Like that's very hard to do. That's very hard to reproduce. So I find it hard. I find it very, very hard for for Pat Mahomes to be himself again in a week. And I was gonna say the opposite. I think Bills plus three next week is a lock to make the Super Bowl. Bills plus three. Yeah. I think they cover it and they win the game. 
I, I don't hate it at all. Look, I mean, if there's a team defensively that's built to take down the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is not an easy task, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills are as close to what you can get for that. So I think that that's uh, – it definitely – I wouldn't say I expect them to win that game, but I, I think that that's that's a wise bet. I, I think it has a decent chance of hitting. I I, so I, I I like that a lot. I think Josh Allen matches up really well against the Chiefs defense. I think the Browns, you know, almost had that game. So, and it's just not the same with Chad Henney. I mean, uh, Chad Henney got the job done for about four or five minutes in the game, but you know, I, I do I see him going out there, and if he needs to cover Pat Mahomes again, no, I don't. Like it's Chad Henney, man. Um, there's a reason why he's a backup quarterback, and I haven't heard of him since like his days at Michigan. Remember um, when he was going to save the Miami Dolphins? He got drafted by the Dolphins, didn't he? That's what I thought. Yes, so, he did. You know, we we could see a situation where two Michigan men might be going at each other if uh, Mahomes can't go and Henny pulls out a miracle, and you know, Mr. Brady over there figures out a way to get his tenth Super Bowl. But we'll see. We'll I've got see. an idea. I've got an idea. Um, there should be a three-team trade between the uh, the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Texans. Uh, Texans can rebuild their franchise around Chad Henne. Okay. Uh, by hiring Jim Harbaugh, you get the two Michigan men back in there, and then you know. What about what about what did the Jets get though? Deshaun or Tom Brady? Oh, of course, of course, you get Deshaun. Of course, of course. I, I think you're living in fantasy world. I think the Dolphins got uh, Deshaun Watson all wrapped up with uh, with the Tua ta- uh, Tagalova trade coming up. You should be focusing on Justin okay. Fields. Fail for I, Fields. I know I like Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields, but if you have the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, oh yeah, you know, I, if you're the course. Jets, you have to go for it. I think I think you have to give up a lot. You probably have to give up like uh, Quinton Williams. You probably have to give up like uh, a couple of first round picks too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you'd have to give up a decent amount of capital uh, for sure, but. Um, All right, we're back here, 636 on WRSU. This is the Monday Crew, Chris Akonis with Raj Shah and Brant Wolf. Um, before, we were, you know, talking about Rutgers basketball, where they stand in in, um, in the uh, picture in terms of um, the tournament, uh, Big Ten standings, what they have to do these next couple games to get themselves back on track. But with that, we're going to go back into uh, the world of pro sports. NFL divisional round, we have our final four for the NFL this season. We've got out in the AFC, uh, Bills heading over to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And in the NFC, uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are heading up to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Um, You know, I'm going to start with you, Brant. I guess, what did you see in this divisional round weekend that kind of stood out to you that, you know, um, you know, really caught your eye and that you want to talk about? Brant, you there? All right. Well, we try to get Brant on. I'm going to bring in uh, Raj Shah for this convo. Uh, Raj, you know, big weekend with the divisional round. Uh, what stood out to you? Big weekend for the divisional background, uh, divisional playoffs, and you know, big weekend for my my book as well. Um, was able really? to hit, hit all the games correctly, so I'm very happy about that. Wow. The uh, the, the streak is not a parlay is... though. Uh, it was a parlay. It was a parlay. So, oh, it was. So, yeah. all right. So, what's the payout here? What uh, are you saying? Uh, we uh, oh, the payout was plus fourteen hundred, plus thirteen hundred, plus oh, thirteen hundred. Um, 
you know, uh, but it, it took a lot of sweating to get through. But but uh, <laughs> um, essentially, uh, I think the main thing that stands out from the weekend from this is two things. One, the Bills are for real. Um, and two, uh, I think Tom Brady is winning it all. So uh, by, by what I mean by those two analogies is that I think the fact that Tom Brady beat out Drew Brees and effectively ended his career uh, just shows you the magnitude of player that Tom Brady is. He's still got it, um, and he's going to be around for, you know, I, I hate for Jets fans to hear it uh, because I know he's torched them a lot, but I think Tom Brady's going to be around for at least the next three to four years. I think uh, I think he's on his way to win his seventh Super Bowl, especially with the injury to Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady burns the Bills somehow once again one more time. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I could take any more of that as a Jet fan. Um, I'm so Bradyed out. Think about um, it. He's gone to the NFC and he's running the table again from the wild card spot. Like, it well, is I mean, unbelievable. It, yeah, but here's the thing, though. It, it's so. I'll put it to you this way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, people don't really realize it because up until now they haven't had like a, a real franchise quarterback. The Buccaneers have had a lot of talent on the roster for a long time. Like if, if you're going eight and eight with Jameis Winston throwing 30 picks a year, like that means you've got some talent on your team. Um, so I think that, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Buccaneers made the Super Bowl, honestly. Um, I, I think it's going to take a lot to beat the Packers. Uh, that that defense um, of the Buccaneers so. was really good. I mean, um, give them credit. They forced four turnovers. This is a team that lost to the Saints by double digits every year and year now. And, you know, Tom Brady finds a way to get it done. Um, so do the Buccaneers' defense. I think it just elevates the team in general. Um, and and I and I look. I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I I pray that he wins on Saturday. I hope my prediction is wrong. Or on Sunday, I believe they're playing. Sorry, but you know, it, it, it's like you know, it's just a written script. Like unless Aaron Rodgers can come out there, and I want him to make a second Super Bowl and beat Pat Mahomes in, against the Chiefs because Aaron Rodgers, more than any other quarterback, probably only Drew Brees, deserves a second Super Bowl. The way that the Saints and the Packers have been burned over the years of not making it to the Super Bowl, it, it's it's absurd. You know, the, the miracle in Minneapolis uh, for against, against Drew Brees, against Rams uh, uh, two years ago, and then for the Packers, if you look at it, you know, the 2014 season that lost the Seahawks, like a, mir- a miraculous loss that you can call it, an unbelievable loss that Mike McCarthy called it. Uh, they're lost to, uh, in 2017 to the Falcons, who laid an egg against this, the Patriots. Uh, and then and then they lost last year. So that both teams, both quarterbacks have been at the door making the Super Bowl and haven't made it. I hope Aaron Rodgers makes it, but you know, I think Tom Brady came to prove a point and he's not going to leave until he wins the Super Bowl in the NFC without, without Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, I'm if I'm Tom Brady, I'm playing with house money at this point, honestly. Like, I I don't think that you know, I'll put it to you this way. I mean, obviously, he wants to win another Super Bowl. Who wouldn't? But, um, you know, I don't think that. Oh, I have to win one away from Belichick. I, if I'm Tom Brady, I don't. I'm not really thinking in those terms. Like, you're already a quarterback who's won more Super Bowls than virtually anyone else in professional football. Um, so I. More than most franchises. I mean, I think he he's really playing with the house. If he had retired last year, no one would have said that he had unfinished business. He looked I dead. Mean, he looked dead in the water last year. Um, but he's he's well, not his dead. His team looked dead in the water. He he, he ain't dead. No, he I'll tell you dead. that he's more than alive, no. and he's and he looks better than most quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So, 
Um, he's he, alive and he's also out of my conference, so I don't care if he wins or loses. Good for him. Yeah, but he might be on your television set on February sixth, so you know, or February seventh. So I, I just... you, you know what? Here's the thing, though. Here's why I'm not as upset about that as maybe I should be as a Jet fan, because, you know, if you look at the franchises who, really, in the most of their history, but especially in the last decade, who have suffered as much as the New York Jets have. It's really the Browns, the Buccaneers, like the Jaguars. And then, you know, there isn't really any other team that fully stacks up to that. Um, so, yeah, I don't like Tom Brady. I never will like Tom Brady. But, like, you know, I'm kind of happy for Buccaneer fans that they finally have a team that's making a deep run in the playoffs because they had a pretty long playoff drought uh, and, and some really bad football earlier in the decade that they had to deal with. So, you know. Some Shiano football. Not a big Brady fan, but I kind of I kind of feel happy for them. Bills Mafia, on the other hand, I have no sympathy for. Oh you come on, give them a break. They haven't made it to the they haven't made it this far since like 1995. Well, I mean, they could make the Super Bowl, but it's not like they're going to do anything once they get there. Oh, you think they're going to get crushed by the Packers or the Buccaneers? That went over your head, didn't it? I I said you think they're going to get crushed by the Packers so or the Buccaneers. I, I was looking at more of the fact that they've gone to like five Super Bowls and they've lost all of them in their franchise history. Oh, oh, I haven't looked at their history. You know, it'd be who cares? really funny if they did it again. Uh, I don't think they'll do it again. I think I, I think if I was to rank my favorites to win the Super Bowl, it would probably be the Buccaneers. Probably it would be a, a, the Packers and then then the Bills. I, I just think the Chiefs have no more chance left because they don't have Mahomes at 100. percent That might be a really bad take in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. Okay, can you guys can you guys hear me? Oh, yes. we got Mr. Wolf back. Oh, finally! All right, I had to just do a whole bunch of stuff. All right, I think I think I got to figure it out now. Sorry, I should have responded no just to see how he would have reacted. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> so I got it. Are you able to got... respond to me? No. <laughs> yeah, so we're all good now. Good, good. All right, Brent. So what uh, what's your take on this on this past weekend? You know, I, I hope your book did well. Um, so <laughs> nah, I did, I did, um, I did good. I, I, I placed, uh, I placed a little something, something on, uh, bucks and, um, chiefs yesterday. So that, that worked out good. But I, I, I just thought if you thought that the saints were winning that game, I don't know, maybe you saw things way different than me, but I, I thought that the bucks were a way more complete team, complete team that were playing way hotter. I think that Brady is definitely, younger than, than Drew Brees in terms of how he looks on the on the football field. So I, I had that. And for the other games, like I said, I, I think the Bills I think the Bills are good are a really good team. I, I just think that the, the Chiefs just have that it factor. And that's what I was trying to tell you guys before I cut off. So I, I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. And as for the Packers Bucks game, I, I, I give the edge to the Packers, but I think that's gonna be a, a very close game too. And you and you know who wins close games? Tom Brady. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm saying. Like that that's why I don't know. I, I give I in my in my opinion I would have it at like a sixty forty chance Chiefs win or a seventy thirty. And then you have for the Bucks Bucks Packers game, I got I got Packers like fifty five forty five. Like really close. You 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 really believe that the you know, I was all in for the Chiefs Buccaneers rematch until Pat Mahomes got concussed. He, yeah, he he did he did. But I mean, there's a chance he comes. There's a chance he comes back. If he's out though, obviously, then then yeah, it's, it's out it's out the window. I I personally, if I had a matchup any way that I wanted it, 
I want a, I want Chiefs Bucks right now. If I could have it any any way I want, but if not, I I I'm, I like the Bucks more. I'm not I'm a bigger Brady guy than I am Aaron Rodgers. So I want to see Bucks. I want to see the Bucks there, even though I think I, I give the slight edge to the Packers. But even then, the way that they've been playing right now, though the Bucks, it's it's it'd be hard to to, to count them out at all. The defense looks great. Uh, Tom Brady just seems to be making the right choices on the football field. Not even like not even wowing people with his arm, but he's just making really smart choices. And I don't know. It, it it's this is one of the best championship Sundays that we've had in a while. I'm trying to think back to see if there's any other championship Sundays that you know really stood out to me. Because we get the first the first time Aaron Rodgers Brady meet in the playoffs. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. And then we have um, well, I mean, hopefully Mahomes. If Mahomes doesn't play, then yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a lot different because what he does for that team, it, it's not like anybody else. It, it's just you can't you can't throw your backup. In Maybe there we're seeing the it. rise of the next Tom Brady and Chad Henney. Stop it! No, this Bills team is <laughs> this this Bills team is good enough. Maybe they'll compete like a little bit, but this yeah. Bills team's good enough where they're not they're not pulling out a victory without Mahomes. He's the only reason why it works out because their defense is nothing nothing special. He just makes their offense so good that if he gets up by two scores, it's so hard to catch them. Now to silence them for the rest of the game, it, it's it's hard. Right. Right. No. No. That's yeah. a good point. Like um, that, and that's why that's what I think happens with the Bills. Like immediately when when we when I watched that Browns game against the Chiefs, it's the second that the Browns started off with a good drive but settled in a field goal, I was like right off the bat, like that's a problem right there because this this is a team where you 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 have to match them because you give them too big of a lead, you can't catch them because you're gonna have to silence Mahomes now for the rest of the game unless you give them a concussion. It's not happening. Yeah. No. No. I. Yeah, I, 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 it's all going to depend on, like, the, the level. The, I think it's all going to depend on the level of Pat Mahomes. Like, I think 80%, 90% Pat Mahomes gets done. But I just don't know how good quarterbacks are. And from what I read earlier today was that quarterbacks coming off from a week of a, of a concussion, like, they're not that good they, or, or they don't play that well usually. So uh, that's what know, just He's gives... just so special. He's so special. Like, it's everybody talks about all of these quarterbacks, but – Regardless of whatever numbers they're putting up, it's not what Mahomes is doing. It's it's ridiculous. If if I I, I hope he's healthy. I'm sure Chris Taconis is praying for the same reason, so he can stop. I think Chad Henney is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Oh boy. Oh god. What's the uh? Can we get a can we get a wager on that? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kidding. I, I Look, mean, I'm kidding. Seriously, obviously, I hope Mahomes is Chris. Okay. I'll, I'll put down play. a wager just for you. But how? But no, no. But hypothetically, let's just speak for a second here. How crazy would that be if, you know, in in the span of five years, we have two backup quarterbacks winning Super Bowls? I mean, it would be crazy. I mean, that would just be I, someone I just else. Think, yeah, it would be something else. I just think that that Eagles team was was different than than this like than this Chiefs team. Like how it's set up, it's it it it, it would be harder for a backup to replicate the chemistry and connection that Mahomes has with his offense. But I agree, yeah, it would be crazy. Uh, plus 19,000, by the way, folks, for Chad Henney to be uh, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> plus 1,900? Wow. No, plus 19,000. Oh, I like those odds. You also got some odds like with... That, uh, uh, it's like... Uh... I was going to say, you also some odds with uh, Rob Gronkowski if you want to throw him in there, too. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> it it reminds never, me of that never. quote from The Office. Uh, it reminds me of that quote from The Office where it's like, 
Um, if someone ever gives you 20,000 to one odds on anything, you take it. I feel like that maximum applies here. Go for it. Go for it, Chris. I can't wait for you to I, – I, I love it when Chris burns his money. If, if if it's possible that he's playing, yeah, I, I could get I could get behind that. If you have if you have a ten dollar bill to blow, sure. But but uh, if he's not even, we don't even know if he's if he's hundred percent the starter. Do we, do we have any well, information no, on, that, if, on that? If, on if that the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, it's very unlikely that Mahomes is still out. But yeah, you know, yeah, I, I thought it would be a funny joke. So. <laughs> All right, at least our board op thought it was funny. No, no, no. She yes. just felt bad for you, that's all. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm Raj, sorry. I'll remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that hotkey hasn't gotten a lot of play lately. I'm sorry. It's getting a lot of play tonight. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when I uh, I let someone else uh, take the hotkeys. They get creative, and they don't play the same two ones that I always play. Right, Raj? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm the master of hotkeys, but, you know, nobody gives me that honor usually. I'm sorry. I, guess I don't think you get enough credit for that either, Raj. Thank you. Thank you. I, you I, you've, you've, you've manned the hotkeys for like a few semesters, haven't you? Well, well we've only been around for four semesters, so a few semesters is all the semesters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but I mean like you, you had nights where you were running the board, no? Yeah, I was, uh, especially, you know, uh, times, uh, when I couldn't come on to WRSU because of, uh, Administrative reasons. Administrative. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like barely anyone else knows what we're talking what we're talking about, but you know, maybe Brant does. We'll I think keep it Brant that remembers, way. but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Brant does. Um, yeah, but you know, is what it is. That's all. Let's talk. Can we just talk here on the WRSU crew? Chris Akonis, Raj Shab, Brant Wolf. We've got Ariel Duncan running the board and Gideon Fox as our producer. Uh, we're going to give the wheel a spin. Uh, we haven't done this in a while on the Monday crew, I don't think. We're going to give the wheel a spin and we're going to see what lands on. And, you know, we'll just sort of take it from there. So let's spin that wheel. Like I got an update for you about Rutgers you, women's basketball. As you may know, Rutgers women's basketball coming off of a two-game loss away on the road. Four games have unfortunately been postponed. The women's basketball game today, scheduled on Monday, January 18th, between Rutgers and Indiana, has been postponed due to continued COVID concerns with the Rutgers program. Rutgers scheduled games with Purdue, January 7th, Ohio State, January 10th, and Northwestern, January 14th, have all been previously postponed. The decision to postpone was made jointly by the Rutgers University Department of Athletics and its, soon, and its sports medicine staff and consultant with the Indiana program and the Big Ten Conference. This school will work with the conference office to identify potentially rescheduling options 
later in the season. So stay with us. We'll have all the updates for you right here on WRSU New Brunswick. Chris, this is your fault, Chris. Also, I'll have you know that the health, safety, and well-being of the student-athletes, the program coaching and support staff, and event personnel are the guiding concerns of all decisions making with Rutgers Athletics. The program will resume its game schedule when its medical staff determines it's safe to do so based on protocols established by the Big Ten Conference. So there we have your update with Rutgers women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously very unfortunate that, um, you know, the program has to deal with this um, and, you know, that they are in a position where they've had to cancel all these games. Uh, Sounds like they've got a bit of an outbreak uh, going on right now. So, you know, fingers crossed that they get that sorted out and, you know, everyone feels better and, you know, hopefully we get to see them uh, out on the court again soon. But, uh, you know, pandemic's in a really, really bad spot right now. Um, So we're going to have to, you know, keep our fingers crossed. Everyone's got, everyone involved has to, do their best to stay as safe as possible as the rest of us should. Um, and, you know, fingers crossed we see them out on the court again soon. Yeah, yeah Chris. I mean, that's really our biggest concern. Obviously, we want everyone to stay safe. And uh, definitely prayers up to the team and organization. Uh, WRSU is with us, with them. And, uh, yeah, we really just want everybody to, to be well. That's that's the biggest focus, I think. Yeah, I mean, I second, I second what everyone was saying there, too. I mean, it's a shame that – can't be playing the games like this and but it's happened to other programs so it's not like we gotta hit weigh our heads down i mean this isn't the only program this is actually the first time like anything like this has happened to Rutgers, which is a good thing even though it's not a good thing that they're not playing but i'm saying it, we didn't lose any football games uh we haven't lost any men's basketball games um unfortunately the, the women's are, are having some difficulty but other schools have, have dealt with this like a lot now we just got lucky we talked about that with football so Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, um, that's really, it's really comes down to, you know, obviously you have to follow the protocols, but it's also just a case of luck too. Uh, so, you know, just gotta hope and pray that everyone stays healthy. No one, you know, is seriously ill and, you know, we'll just sort of go from there. Yeah. And it's been, um, it's been what, 15 so, days since they played their last game, I think against Nebraska. So uh, longer it's been actually, no, it has been 15 days. So, you know, hopefully they're, yeah. they're turning the corner two Sundays ago. They're turning the corner within the program. We know most quarantines last around 14 days, but if you get a player who gets exposed later and then they expose other individuals, you know, of course that can really snowball, have a snowball effect into the program. We saw that with Rutgers football in the summer. I think what 33 folks um, or 33 players got uh, coronavirus plus support staff as well. So you also have to remember, you know, it's a lot of support staff who can you can you can potentially pass it along too. So um, you know, a lot of things to keep in mind. Hopefully, everyone is safe. Um, you know, and, you know, hopefully the team is back out on the court sooner than later. Ariel, you got someone else for us? I do. Today we celebrate Martin Luther King Day around the nation and around the globe as he's been a trailblazer uh, for not only black America, but, well, to be quite honest, all Americans, as we want to pay homage uh, to his trailblazing efforts. You know, I wanted to highlight a special um, article written by Mr. 
Karen J. Phillips, a sports journalist with Deadspin. And he wrote a beautiful article this morning where he talks about why Martin Luther King Jr. would be so happy to know that sports are still saving America. You know, if Martin Luther King hadn't been assassinated, um, this would he would have been about 92 today. And I imagine rather pleased with the role that sports have played in society. Uh, a man that a true believer in acts of peaceful protest, like Colin Kaepernick, was one of the architects of bringing about change. And unlike what we saw at the Capitol two weeks ago, where terrorists tried to overthrow our government, that was rigged in favor through voter suppression. You know, because of Dr. King, it's what happened to MLK um, back in Memphis tragically in 1968 uh, took place where, you know, in, basically an unarmed black man was gunned down. And unfortunately, these are still issues that America is facing today, sadly. And I wanted to point out how sport has really been significant in fighting social justice. I want to talk about the efforts of Colin Kaepernick and, again, his peaceful protests and the efforts of the WNBA and NBA, how they have made significant efforts to utilize their platform to bring about change peacefully. And I wanted to honor that on Martin Luther King Day uh, because essentially that is the roots of our progress. And I wanted to talk about um, at the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know if you guys are aware, but today they represented MLK jersey, their MLK jersey debut, where they are wearing gold, black, and white to honor uh, doc, Dr. King um, as their campaign is really focusing about empowering, educating, and embodying, and engaging uh, with change. A statement from the NBA talks about its commitment where the Atlanta Hawks are proud to honor the life and legacy of a global icon. In our city, in the Atlanta city, where they're with their most favored son, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In their statement, they have included in an unprecedented par partnership with King Estate NBA, the NPBA, and Nike present the 2021 MLK Nike City Edition uniforms. Now more than ever since his ultimate passing, the eyes and ears of the world are focusing on the evolution of social justice, poised to elevate Dr. King's vision with an aspiration to a universal reality of equality and dignity for all races. Dr. King's social activisms are the root for which the Atlanta Hawks community work grows. It's crucial issues such as diversity, inclusion, voting rights, and economic empowerment uh, are bridges through basketball to better the world around us. They are vowing to work, to fight, and to take action to earn these letters every day. How about that? The Atlanta Hawks for MLK. What do you guys think about that?
Um, I think Chris had to go handle something, so I think I think he, he put in our group chat that he had to do something at home real quick, so I'll answer it first. Um, I think that the Hawks, uh, first of all, those jerseys are super tough, so regardless of, any, of anything, those jerseys are, are really nice, so I, I, I definitely like that. And on top of that, I, I think it's it's super, it's kind of iconic of the Hawks to do that because, I mean, Martin Luther King being from Atlanta like that, it's cool that, that they kind of took the pride in that. And I think the NBA needs to do a little bit more of that too. Like, I think it's super dope how uh, the Raptors go with, with Drake stuff and how when they have the OVO jerseys, I think that's really cool. Like, I think that each NBA team should have a couple. Oh, and I remember the Nets did the one thing for Biggie with the Koozie um, jerseys. Uh, I, I think all that stuff is, is, is really cool and, and we could use some more of that, but we could also use some more of what the Hawks do in, in, in general and in, in stepping out and, and doing something like that. It's, it's really cool and a, a really good step forward. Yeah, no, no, I, I echo the words Brent says and um, you know, very happy that the NBA is honoring them uh, in this way. Uh, but with that, we're going to step aside. We'll be back with hour two. Uh, we'll dive a bit more into the NBA and the NHL. Uh, keep it locked right here to WRC Crew. <laughs> 